Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain was this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series, and I was joined by the fabulous Lisa Morales Hellebo. We talked about her career so far from her days in graphic design through to becoming an entrepreneur and being named one of the top 10 women in DC tech. We talked about her love for fashion technology and passion for innovation and why she believes the world is a supply chain. We also talked to her about her words of advice for all of the up-and-coming women in the industry, and it was such an inspirational episode, so I hope you all enjoyed it. And if you missed it, don't worry. You can go and catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast or anywhere you subscribe to the show, and it was episode 218. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. Throughput.ai puts industrial material flow on autopilot by leveraging existing enterprise data. Throughput's AI software predicts demand, reorients production capacity, reassigns warehouse space, and reorders materials optimally more than five times faster than leading contemporary solutions. So businesses minimize over-promising and under-delivering. Sign up for a free demo to see Throughput in action. Visit throughput.ai. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Can you even believe that we are into September already? I can't believe it. But everybody's going back to school and we are going into the fall, so get ready. But hopefully in 2022, I'm going to be able to meet most of you in person as we get back to hopefully in-person conferences. So today I'm joined by a company which optimizes logistics planning and asset management by leveraging the power of predictive analytics and artificial intelligence. Can you guess who it is? Well, I'll reveal that after the question of the week. So this question of the week was a poll, and the question we asked was, is a hot dog a sandwich? Now, we had 39,000 impressions on this. We had over 1,000 votes on this. 60% of you said no. 30% of you said yes. 10% of you said, I don't even eat hot dogs. And then the rest of you also made some comments. You talked about the history of hot dogs. You talked about how it is a sandwich or why it is a sandwich, why it's not a sandwich. And some people even ask the question, what does this have to do with supply chain? And I replied, listen, it's all about data classification. So if you think it's a hot dog is a sandwich and I don't, and I classify it as not, and you look for it as a sandwich, your classification and your data is not going to serve you very well. And this was a fun one. I hope you guys participated in it. If you did not, go to the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn page and check it out. 
And thank you to everybody who participated. We do ask that question every single Wednesday morning. So now back to today's podcast and which exciting and cutting edge brand is joining me today? Well, it's Transmetrics. Transmetrics is a state-of-the-art AI platform developed exclusively for logistics. Established in Bulgaria in 2013, Transmetrics Unrivaled Technology uses a unique approach for analyzing, modeling, and predicting transport flows with a very high accuracy. Combining the technical knowledge of big data and predictive analytics with hands-on expertise in transport and logistics, Transmetric solutions have brought significant benefits to the top-tier logistics companies worldwide. Today, Mark, the Chief Commercial Officer at Transmetrics, joins me to chat all about the company, what they do, the challenges that the logistics industry is facing right now, and the role data, AI, and tech innovation will play in the coming years. But before we dive in, let's find out just a little bit more about Mark. Mark is a hands-on commercial strategist with proven ability to translate business strategies into objectives and actions, building and implementing integrated marketing strategies, focusing on brand awareness, client-centric marketing, new business, lead generation, and strategic deal marketing. So welcome to the show, Mark. Happy to be here, Sarah. I am so excited to have you here. I mean, I love to learn about tech solutions, especially when they're bringing cost savings and real operational efficiencies to logistics. Everybody knows I grew up in the industry, and so it's no secret that we can make improvements in a lot of key areas. And so it's really exciting for me to see brands that are bringing forward-thinking solutions alongside a real passion for logistics. So let's find out more. Let's dive right in. But before we let's get into it. the business and what you guys are doing, can you give us a brief history on how Transmetrics was founded? I mean, I love to hear about brand journeys, you know, about the entrepreneurial and the collaborative spirits that often sit behind these kinds of businesses. So how and why did Transmetrics come about and what's the journey that brought you to this point in 2021 well thank you um yeah the idea of transmetrics was drafted actually in 2020 2012 uh during a transport conference uh, now at the time the different founders were working as consultants for some of the largest companies in the cargo industry uh they had different uh functions and job titles then uh some were in it some were in project management and others were in more commercial roles wow uh, so really totally different aspects of the business uh covered there uh, which is something you hear quite often uh, in successful uh, business stories um now something that really struck them uh, was that in most of these companies they were working for as a consultant uh, there was this explicit issue of inefficient cap capacity utilization uh, with no one really out there willing to face that challenge Right. So that's the proper usage of your yeah, you know, your trucks, your ships, or whatever. Um, so they did have a solution in mind, uh, but of course, you need to test it in a real world. Um, so they iterated a, a concept version, and uh, they actually showed that to, uh, during one of their own consultancy projects, um, and the, the client accepted to be a, uh, yeah, a, a, a test base for, for this kind of first iteration. Um, and it was a success. Uh, nice. So uh, that, that's really interesting, I think. 
Um, and then I th what's really important is there are so many variables to take into account when you're talking about logistics. So uh, this isn't your, yeah, you run of the mill chatbot or whatever that has a couple of pre-programmed questions. And, you know, uh, uh, once you hit the, the maximum of replies, it just stops. Uh, but a fully functional system it registers and calculates, uh, yeah, a lot of data. Um, so that goes to show that these guys were really um, covering all their bases, so to speak. Um, and since then, uh, we've grown from that first test pilot into uh, a global company with multiple offices around the globe. Uh, we, we went from a couple of co-founders to around 40 people. And um, one thing I'm really happy with is that it's still the whole team is compromised of different people with different skill sets. Um, so you have one, you know, a team that really understands the, the business side of logistics, uh, another who really understands the maintenance and, and, and the planning uh, part of it, um, so that that's really what, what what sets us apart, I think, and and you know what gives us our our depth of knowledge, so to speak. Amazing, amazing, and I think you recently just launched in North America. Is that right? Um, yes, well, a soft launch though. Um, you don't really uh, you know launch in in, in North America as a, as as a scale up, but uh, we are we are, and um, we're also uh, actually my myself. I'm um, I'm moving to uh, uh, to Dubai to launch our solution in the Middle East as well. Amazing. Um, yeah, really cool stuff. Uh, we have some. Yeah, some projects in Asia where, where I, I, I can't tell you anything about that right now. Um, uh, and, and mostly uh, Europe uh, for now. Uh, and then also Latin America is a, is a growing market for us. So it's really a global market. That is so exciting. And it, you know, it sounds like you're scaling up in all the right areas. So yes. before we dive even deeper, let's talk about what you do. So give us an overview. What does Transmetrics do and how does it help its customers? Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll start difficult and then I'll, I'll boil it down into simpler terms. Um, Transmetrics optimizes logistics planning and asset management by leveraging the power of predictive analytics and artificial intelligence. Now, Amazing. that still sounds incredibly difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I like as an uh, analogy of sorts is uh, the just-in-time processes. Uh, I think Toyota started th that in, uh, in the 1930s or something, but uh, and nowadays it's rebranded everywhere as Lean. Uh, but I like just in time better because in logistics is such a physical world, you know, where time is uh, is literally of the essence. Um, so in a nutshell, we just bring just in time processes to the logistical world uh, with the help of artificial intelligence and machine learning. Um, that has a, a three key impact areas: uh, uh, saving costs, so saving on, for example, maintenance costs. Um, but also by optimizing your planning uh, and optimizing your, your infrastructure, warehouse, your fleet capacity, uh, you know, a, a lot of variables are, 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 are taken into account. Uh, that leads to immense, uh, from, for some clients, multi-million dollar cost savings. Uh, so that's really impressive. Um, the second part is, is innovation. Uh, we use a, a slew of technologies really and I'm not going to use a lot of buzzwords here, but I think key one is IoT in logistics right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's one of the things we use. Um, so uh, by accurate, accurately forecasting demand, maintenance uh, slots, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff really. 
um, you 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 can find untapped resources and uh, and opportunities also in in for example usage patterns. Um, uh, and then I think finally, what's what's really important to, to to mention here is that we want to kind of reshape and also revitalize the, the industry. Uh, that that sounds like a bold claim, but I really believe that um, by making it a nicer place to work and also uh, a more sustainable um, kind of industry, uh, we can do a lot to uh, to change the the industry for good. I love that because this industry is amazing. We've got so many incredible people. It's fascinating. You know, things yeah. are changing on a day-to-day basis. And I love the fact that, you know, you and the Transmetrics team has decided to put that as part of your ethos. So it's not a huge claim. It's the right claim because <laughs> I you. think, you know, I think that's how we need to move forward. So break this down for us, right? Because I know you just talked a little bit about, you know, what you what exactly you do. But in my research, it shows that your platform is split into analyze, forecast, and optimize. So can you give us a bit of detail on each of those areas and how they come together to create like th- this really smart and robust all-in-one platform? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, th- th- I, we split them up into three parts because that's, I, I guess, easier to understand. Um, and then each one can vary in length departing on, de- depending on the, the, yeah, the digital uh, operations currently in place already. Um, and also, you know, the, the objective of the client, uh, which can vary uh, a lot. Um, but generally, we go through each of the three phases, actually. Uh, with all of our clients, uh, regardless of their of their use case or um, industry, um, so we start indeed with the analyze phase, uh, which is um, uh, something we de- developed uh, in house. Uh, it's a unique method to improve the data quality uh, via the backend. So that's important to note. Um, so we actually extract the data from the system that, that our clients use, um, and then. Uh, we have an AI-driven data quality framework, um, which uh, transforms the data. Uh, so it, it, it gives reliable results at a relatively low cost, and it's only needed once. So that's the good news. It's not a continuous nice. kind of uh, story. I said nice. I think that that's a good Yeah, feature. thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, going back and forth is, is really troublesome, and, you know, it. it it puts a lot of strain on the IT uh, uh, departments as well. So it's really a one-time effort there. Um, and it's also continuously improved uh, on a daily basis because it's, you know, because it uses AI and machine learning, it learns uh, the business, so to speak. It really is uh, adaptive to your own kind of uh, bubble. Um, so essentially uh, what this does is it cl- cleanses and transforms the data on the fly. Uh, without in any way altering or affecting existing processes, so we're not going to like kind of take over uh, in in a, in a in a bad AI kind of uh, uh, vibe like Terminator or whatever. Uh, and it can run in parallel to the established operations. So we're just we're coming in or we're plugging in, and then we're also um, you know our clients can can run their business as as they go, um, but we. Uh, yeah, we, we first plug in and, and learn what they're what they're doing basically. Uh, so we're integrated in, for example, TMS, RP, or asset management software, um, and, and and that's really the first phase. Uh, the second phase is that we uh, start to forecast, and uh, uh, we incorporate forecasting into that into that model, um, 
and then it, it, it instead of learning it also generates ideas uh possible improvements that sort of stuff uh, you know it, it, it generates daily rolling predictions uh, of for example upcoming shipment volumes uh, uh, for origin destination uh, and it can the forecasting window can actually vary from one day to several weeks depending on the needs again of the, of the client uh, and the resources uh, that they have um, so it's it's this forecast is based on the on the cleansed historical data uh, which we extracted in the first uh, phase. And then we also uh, are able to add to that external factors such as um, yeah, seasonality, weather, uh, gas prices, um, you name it really. Um, uh, if even uh, yeah, public holidays is a thing nowadays with e-commerce. Yes. So, you know, you, you need yep. to take that into account as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really one of the most basic ones. You can you can even tie it to currencies. It's it's you know it's it's really up to you. Um, and then in the last phase, uh, that algorithm takes it a step further, and it starts to calculate the most optimal planning uh, to use the logistical resources in place, uh, based on factors such as the, the data, the service levels that are required, because you know you have a lot of times now you have twenty four hour delivery or. Even yeah. even in container shipping lines, there's there's these huge uh, advancements in uh, requirements in service levels. Uh, but then then on the other hand, there's also uh, the restraints. Uh, you know, there's not everything is possible, and uh, you don't want to have a full container ship going with 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 just one crate on it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we we see what's possible, what's the best uh, route of action, but we also take into account the uh, yeah, the, the very personal kind of things. Uh, so the platform can handle any type of asset, really. So you can go as crazy as trucks, vans, pallets, forklifts, everything. Um, um, and as a result, these companies get an optimized dynamic plan uh, that they can use in their day-to-day operations and long-term st- strategic decision-making because you can also identify trends much sooner uh, than what it's what it used to be. And that's huge. I mean, one of the things that I talk about a lot is that we need to be proactive rather than reactive. So many times in logistics and traditionally, we've always been reactive. But now there's really no excuse to be reactive anymore. We have so much data and we have tools like Transmetrics at our fingertips that we can't yep. really, you know, use that as an excuse and we need to no, exactly. definitely need to be proactive, right? Yeah, if, if, if you get a report saying, uh, hey, uh, you might want to decrease a, a couple of ships there because, you know, for months on end, you've you've had too much uh, ships or trucks or whatever at that destination, it's, it's kind of wasteful. Yes. <laughs> There's no, really no excuse anymore. So, yeah. Absolutely no excuse. That's so true. So how does your platform work? You talked about it being like a plug and play, right? But a lot of times when, you know, customers or people in the audience are listening, they want to know about infrastructure. They want to know integration. They want to know about onboarding. Um, Because these are all big considerations for businesses when they're looking at like a new tech solution like Transmetrics. Mm -hmm. So what does the interface look and feel like for a customer and how does the platform integrate with existing customer systems and how long does it take to implement? What's that process? Yeah, 
Yeah, um, it's 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 a thing we hear a lot of the time, um, and most of the time that's because of uh, the normal route to go is go to a normal IT solution provider and um, give them. Well, it varies, but at least a million dollars, I think, and then uh, um, <laughs> they start to work with work for you and code it by hand. Right. Um, well, and then you know we wanted a. We're obviously we're focused only on logistics so that that's the first kind of thing that that really comes to mind is that we're only there for logistics and we're not doing anything else uh so that that that's a big uh, consideration for us as well and then for businesses that we really understand that what we're talking about instead of now uh doing a public brainstorm what we're actually talking about um and in terms of uh the interface i think um we we wanted the platform to feel comfortable for planners uh, because a lot of the, I mean, a lot of people are still working in Microsoft Excel or like, yeah, very old software. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So it's 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 too much to transform that into a kind of haptic interface, or it's it's you know you, you got to take it slow. Um, so what we did was create a very functional approach to the platform uh, with limited visual fireworks. Um, and, and I'm not going to name anyone here, but you know there are packages out there that give you a headache rather than a solution. <laughs> um, so what we do is uh, we do incorporate some smart stuff, of course. Uh, so like color coding uh, of, of assets that require you know your immediate attention or ports that are you know um, congested. Um, we also have a, an executive summary in the form of like dashboards and uh, action lists, that sort of things. Um, because most of the time, you know, you want to have everything um, in in there somewhere, uh, but you don't need everything all the time, right? right. So what we did was uh, we prioritized what what requires attention, and then uh, you can most of the time you can dig deeper. You know, you, you begin very broadly, very high level, and then you can dig in uh, into more detail as you go or as you need some information. And then of course, uh, for example, when we optimize things, uh, we show the routes and we show the assets used and that sort of thing, but we, uh, you know, we, we don't go too deep right away, only if there's, um, there's any doubt on uh, whether the solution can, can you know, uh, or actually if a, if a manual planner is able to define a better route or a better storage location, uh, then they are able to do that. So there's no black box thing going on. You can actually dig in and see the uh, see the things that the system thought of. Absolutely. And so do you integrate? You integrate with most systems, I would imagine. Yes. And then yeah. what does the implementation process look like? Like, is it is it long? You know, um, what, what are people yeah, well, looking it, at? <laughs> it, it really depends on... Um, on the, the foundation that our clients have. Uh, okay. And most right. of the time we use, for example, we, we want as much data as we can, of course, because that, that really helps train the system quickly and efficiently. Um, so for example, let's say we do a one-time data extraction of the TMS for around two years. We could do one, but two years is, is better. Um, and then we do a 10, day customer staff time where we uh, really dig in um and then we need also some you know some one-on-one time with with the the it team of the of the client to extract the data and and you know get to know their systems a bit more uh, because everyone does does a different uh does a different job and, and uses their system in different ways 
mm-hmm. um, then I think you know one of we need a, most of the time what it again it depends on the complexity of what you're already doing uh, but most of the time within two or three months we'll be able to actually show some results awesome. uh, which is very nice and then most importantly I think what we do and that that sets us apart from a lot of other people doing this or you know gen- generic AI software let's let's put it like that uh, is that we also include uh, also every time workshops so about you know the business benefits that it can bring you and about the process changes due to the implementation of the system uh, because implementing software is one thing but then training your people to actually use it and um, and, and and be effective with it is arguably a more important part I think Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's huge because you also want to make sure that your customers are using everything that's at their fingertips. A lot of time I've talked to, you know, organizations where they implement a technology solution, but -hmm. they don't realize everything that it can do for them. And so you want to make sure during that implementation that they know what is available at their fingertips. But you mentioned data. So let's talk a little bit more about that data because it's one of the biggest trends right now. Businesses are coming to appreciate good data more and more as like the backbone of good business, you know, especially in light of the pandemic with things like toilet paper shortages where better data and predictive analysis could have potentially helped yeah. in those yeah. those scenarios right so a lot of things could have helped too but uh, yeah <laughs> yeah 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 well and data is just it's the new oil right so talk to us about harnessing the power of data in logistics how your platform you know cleanses and enriches that data because sometimes the data that your customers have is good and some of it's bad like what if a new customer doesn't have great data what do you do mm-hmm. well um for anyone interested, we, we've actually written a case study on, on, on this subject. Uh, they can exit it on our website to get the whole academic kind of version of, of what, I'm, what I'm going to tell you. Awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, it varies greatly, to be honest, between uh, clients and companies and, and, and you know regions. There are also uh, just geo things going on. Uh, for example, what we see in, 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 uh, in what I see in Middle East that everybody's uh, much more advanced because they started, they ha- hopped on the bandwagon uh, long, uh, shorter time ago. You know, so in 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 Europe, there's most of the time there's this tangle of of create uh, of of software packages, and even between the same companies in different countries. So sometimes we get confronted by a system that's that's either from from the Stone Ages or uh, you know that, that that's really so in, in, intertwined that it's it's hard to untangle um and then we have uh, a lot of grumbling and crying from our data engineering and, 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 and analytics team um but um other times it also can be quite quite innocent um we actually have a for example uh, a, we have a giant a german client um that used uh line and wine in their system so wine is the is the german word for wine uh but it's spelled differently Okay. So the pronunciation is actually the same, but the word is spelled differently. Um, and then nobody picked that up until we analyzed the data and saw that uh, right. a certain region or a certain country was, you know, inputting the, it differently. Uh, and then also uh, because the name wasn't uh, wine, the German one wasn't registering. Uh, they were actually uh, putting in too much too much space in each truck because they couldn't, uh, you know, figure out what it was. 
so it's you know in my opinion it's 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 really um, all about doing the right stuff at the right time uh, yes. some people most of the time we we can we can figure it out i mean it's just a, a matter of uh you know coupling things getting the system to to uh, incorporate it and then once you know we help the system out manually uh, if it if it needs to uh, but most of the time the, the system can figure it out on itself and then once it starts rolling it also starts learning and um you know th that's 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 the basis of it um but yeah data is really only valuable you know you can collect all the data in the world but data is only valuable in the right hands i think um, yeah. and with the right intentions um and and so, Use the right yeah. way, right? I mean, if if one of your organization's, you know, offices is spelling it W-H-I-N-E and yeah. you're spelling it W-I-N-E and somebody else yeah. is spelling it W-Y-N-E, yeah. the amount of lines <laughs> and data, like, it's just... Exactly. It's just crazy. We all need to be on the same page with this so that we can yeah. definitely make yeah. sure to optimize our processes because you're exactly. right. I mean, one letter can make all, all the, the difference. difference. <laughs> all the difference in the world. Yeah. Awesome. Well, when I was when I was doing the research on Transmetrics and for this particular interview, yeah. I realized that, you know, you have an approach to combining people and AI. And sometimes yeah. that can be a sticking point for employees, right? But you have yeah. a very positive ethos, which you call augmented intelligence, the best of both worlds, through yes. which you can empower logistics planners instead of replacing them, which is what everybody's afraid of. And that is amazing. So talk us through what that means, like the balance between person and machine and the benefits that both sides bring to the table. Yeah, this is something uh, we're actually very passionate about. Um, I think uh, that we hear it a lot of the time, of course. Uh, people are afraid that they're going to lose their jobs. Uh, everybody has seen these things on, I don't know, Forbes or LinkedIn, you know, uh, top 10 industries getting uh, getting wiped out by artificial right. intelligence. And, yeah. and that scares people. As a mm -hmm. uh, as a, a creative person by heart, I think that also scares me because I, I just saw today that uh, there's this uh, AI tool that can write copy, so that can write marketing or, or sales text, which is right. you know it's it's it's, it's scary, yeah. um, and I, I get that I get where that fear is coming from. Um, uh, we also believe that in any industry that cares for uh, people or or scarce goods or anything that's potentially dangerous. Uh, there should always be a human in the loop. You know, uh, it's 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 not a big deal if the AI helps you um, yeah, get your order faster or you know answers your question uh, because you're yeah it's it's just the same work but but done more efficiently. Uh, but in any of those three areas, we think that there should be someone involved. Um, you know, making not only the not only controlling or checking the the things that the machine did, but also having a kind of uh, uh, empathetic uh, view to it, um, and so since logistics can can actually be all three of those areas, uh, I think it, it's a must-have to to include people in in that loop. Um, so we use the AI for uh, automatic uh, automated uh, stuff, you know, the the repetitive, uh, boring stuff. Really, um, it can do. A lot of data analytics and a lot of predictions in in yeah a, a fraction of the time we would cost someone 
hunkering over Excel and, and you know, doing the calculations. Right. Um, it's also great for, uh, for example, fallback decisions. If you need a very, you know, a very quick, safe kind of uh, decision on what to do, um, for example, look at the evergreen uh, drama in the Suez Canal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can just push the button and it will kind of, you know, with the resources and the, and the constraints you, you put in, you can make up something in a matter of minutes instead of, you know, people having uh, long meetings, debates about what to do. And, and then, it, it, yeah, by that time, most of the time it's too late. Uh, but then again, you need the human expert for uh, the customer knowledge, the market knowledge, the the, the, the plain experience in, in, in some ways. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, you know, it's, it's, they are vital for the predictions in case of um, unreliable data or, you know, yeah, things going absolutely sideways, uh, then you, you do need a human in the loop. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you are talking about this and that you're making it known and really working with your customers to make sure that, you know, the people in our industry, because that's what really makes us work is the people in our industry. So let's switch gears and talk, talk about your ideal customer. I mean, you work with some big clients like DHL, DPD. Are you better suited to larger brands or can you help uh, SMEs as well? And what about location? You know, does Mm -hmm. it matter? where they are yeah um it does in a way uh but you know we offer such a broad lineup of products and services it uh, we we can really cater to a a very big audience um then again it it really depends on what kind of solution you're looking for um in general i could say that our client is um let's say a, a logistical customer with a compl- yeah that's that's yeah that's of course <laughs> it's a logistics customer with a with a complex planning puzzle uh, okay. most of the time they have multiple locations dip- different types of equipment um, and you know they struggle to plan operations uh, and most of the time they have more and more data and they don't don't know what to do with it um, mm-hmm. or they they lack the skills to do anything with it um, and then you know in terms of revenue. Uh, we are currently most of the time servicing uh, companies that are doing 50 million in gross revenue yearly or more. Um, um, but we, we can do something for for smaller companies as well. And, you know, as you go to specific products as well, you, you could add some variables to that list. Uh, for example, an ocean shipping line by default is a, is a big customer. You know, there's no... There's, yeah, well, there could be, and not that I know of, but with someone operating just uh, a half a ship or something. Um, but uh, I think, what, for example, with those shipping lines, we need 5,000 TU, TUEs uh, at least before it, 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 it does really make sense, before it really makes right. an impact. Okay. Um, with that being said, we are exploring and developing multiple solutions for SMEs right now. Yay. Um, yes, yes, yes. For example... Uh, in maintenance and the positioning of assets, uh, we're really looking uh, for smaller companies. Well, I think that's that's important for anyone who wants to be uh, actually in business in the future is to have like a really solid plan on and an automated plan on, on you know where to put your stuff and uh, when to uh, get it in for repairs or maintenance. Um, so yeah, if 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 uh, if any SME out there is is uh, is thinking yes i need that uh, they're happy uh, I'm, I'm happy to uh, to have a talk with them uh, so reach out to me 
Awesome. Yeah. Just pick up the phone or um, yeah. go and visit your website. So on to one of my favorite questions, the case study. I mean, you've mentioned a few case studies already, and yeah. we know that your platform can bring cost savings, time savings. And so bring that to life. Talk us through a real life example of how you've worked with a brand and brought value. What was the challenge that they came to you with? What was the solution that you provided? And what was the impact of that solution? Yeah. Okay, that's that's a, that's a nice one. Um, we helped Nile Dutch, uh, which is a major shipping company. Uh, they are from from Rotterdam in the Netherlands, where where I was. Uh, I'm also from 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 the Netherlands, but from Amsterdam. Nice. Uh, so that's that's close to my heart. Um, and they are specializing in container and and bulk shipping uh, between West Africa and and the rest of the world. Um, so uh, th- this is a, a pretty senior company there they have 30 years of experience uh, they've, they've they've built a large network of offices and agents uh, supporting companies uh, throughout the, the whole world um, and what they what they had um, is that the uh, containers that they are handling uh, that's a major cost plus for them so I think there was a BCG study that that said that uh, repositioning empty containers, uh, for the whole industry is is costing it a 13 to 17 billion a year wow Huge yeah that's numbers. crazy that's that's crazy yeah and then including um you know the storage the maintenance uh, everything together um that's i think that's more than 12% for now dutch uh and and then translating that into a multi million company that's you know it's that starts to stack up yeah. um and they are not the, the only ones, of course, um, uh, because it's an industry-wide problem. There's, there's um, what I what I really find interesting is that we are ordering more, you know, as 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 a, as a society. Um, so we're actually, um, you know, because of the pandemic as well. It's 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 just it's it boomed, you know. It's it's great, but uh, uh, that also. Uh, and then there's also the higher service levels that, that I that I mentioned before, um, and so you get this this you know congestion of ports, of hubs, of cities, um, and that's most of the time that's that's a matter of infrastructure. You know that's a multi-year or even decade plan uh, that that's supposed to be handled by uh, countries, municipalities, you know, or umbrella organizations. Yeah. Um, so they can't really help these companies in the short term. Um, so what we can solve. As, as Transmetrics, is that we can solve the, the matching of the supply and demand of those assets, of those containers, uh, and make sure that uh, our clients have the right material at the right time. Um, so that's what we did. Uh, we built a, um, it's, it's actually one of our more uh, off-the-shelf solutions, so to speak. Um, um, uh, so we, we developed a complete AI-driven uh, data model uh, which automatically cleanses and enriches that the, the data that they, they have coming in through the TMS. Um, and then uh, the data of that model could be uh, used for, uh, first of all, reporting, you know, seeing what's what's going on in my organization. Uh, most of the time, the TMS doesn't provide that level of like granular detail that they need. Right. Yeah. Um, and then they, they start to use it for, uh, after, after the initial phase, you can use it for the planning. Um, you can in the beginning I think it was more manual work so you know the planners used use our system as a kind of a cheat sheet on, on what to do and um, and, and, and finally um, 
the input for an optimization model that takes a little time. You know, it has to learn. Uh, people need to start to trust it, uh, as we already discussed. But I think that's a major point as well. Uh, trusting that system to do the right thing. Yes. Uh, because you know, if 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 you've been doing planning in Excel for you know 20, 20 years. It's kind of, you know, I, I can feel the tension there of saying, yeah. okay, take the wheel and, uh, you know, let's see where we, where we go. Uh, uh, but uh, in the end, the, uh, the, the, the model uh, was predicting uh, the, the releases and returns of containers uh, for now Dutch's entire network uh, for the next 12 years. So, sorry, 12 weeks. That's, that's, that's a very long time. 12 weeks on uh on a very granular level that the that the planners uh, started to trust uh so each day you, you get a kind of a, a summary of the port uh, the ship the type of container and uh, where it needed to go uh, to be most Amazing. efficient um and yeah I, I can talk a little bit about the, the key results there i think uh, we had we had a more than 10 percent reduction in the total fleet that was necessary Wow, which is yeah, that's that's huge. Yeah, um, I think there was a thirty percent reduction in, in the storage costs because they were just yeah, that's obviously uh, you know uh, a direct outcome of that first point. But if you use your stuff more efficiently, you know you can you can save storage costs, but they're but because they're actually more in transit than they are uh, stored in some warehouse. Um, and then th that that eventually led to I think around a, a ten percent cost reduction. So that's amazing. Amazing. Those are amazing numbers. Congratulations and well done. And I'm so glad that you shared that story with us. But And so I could talk to you for hours about this. I mean, logistics is in my blood, but we've come to the last question. So why don't you tell us what's next? What's next for Transmetrics? That's, that's a good question, actually. Uh, well, we are uh, exclusively bound to logistics so we you know we are and always build, will be fully dedicated to logistics and the whole transportation industry mm -hmm. uh, but within that space there are a ton of use cases uh, which you want to explore and, and you know processes that we want to enhance um, and there's there's so so much cool stuff going on in this industry i mean it, i think it to me personally i really think it's been like jolted alive by uh, yep. by a lot of recent de developments and it's it's becoming it, it was kind of this you know boring uh, same old same old industry and now it's it's completely it's off the rails which is is a nice saying I guess um, uh, so uh, for example uh, inner city logistics is something that we really want to look at I think there's a lot of uh, potential there um, and then also for example with uh, new um, uh, EU regulations and and uh, you know the, the the goal to reduce uh, carbon emissions even more. I think there's a there's a role to be to be played by us there as well. Um, you know, making making what we currently have more efficient is really a nice first step to uh, you know helping our planet a little bit more. Um, yeah. While simultaneously you know looking to the future, of course, uh, uh, but that takes time. It takes time to develop these kind of new technologies. Um, so that, that's one of the things we really want to, to see. Um, and then there's, in terms of, yeah, we, I mean, our software can be used for a lot of things. Uh, it could, could even be used for, uh, you know, the repositioning of, of, of shared vehicles in cities. Um, right. Yeah, to, to distribute that demand even better and, um, you know, have people 
travel from A to B faster. I mean, the the the, the opportunities are really limitless, but uh, uh, yeah, I see a bright future. Awesome, awesome, and you're going to be um, including SMEs in that even more yes. as you move forward, which I am very excited Definitely. about. So Definitely. as I said, you know, I'm sad that this interview has come to an end because what the team, what your team is doing over at Transmetrics is really exciting. And I just know we have so much more to talk about. Um, seeing how you've weaved AI and data and tech together with people and a passion for doing better business, it's really inspiring. And it's brands like Transmetrics with that kind of approach to business that are genuinely going to drive the change that we need in this industry. So go visit them at transmetrics.ai. And a big thanks to Mark for joining us today and to Transmetrics for making this episode happen. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Happy to be here and uh, hope to see you soon. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you would like to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast to check out the latest and also use our category filter. So if you have a supply chain challenge and you're looking for a solution that's on the market, we have most likely had them on the podcast. So use the category filter to find the solution that you're looking for. And don't forget to come back next week for episode 220, where I'll be joined by Karen Warner, co-founder at Notably PR. We'll be talking all about her business and the different ways it could help your brand. Karen's career in PR, what's changed over the years, and we'll be talking about what the future might bring when it comes to making your business stand out from the crowd. It's going to be a very eye-opening episode, so you don't want to miss it because PR is a big part of supply chain. If you like our podcast, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We also have TikTok and Clubhouse. You can subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain. And if you DM us the letters LTSC on Instagram, you can get a free gift. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash shop. And remember, if you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode, go and comment on our question of the week or rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.